Hello, and welcome to the Providence College Podcast. I'm your host today, Chris Judge. Joining us this week is John Mason from the class of 1996. John is a former baseball player and the founder of the company Swing Juice, a former energy drink company turned apparel company. John, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, Excited to be back. Thank you. Glad to have you here. I want to start, go go way back, go Mm -hmm. way back. How did you decide to come to Providence College, and, and what brought you to here to obviously play baseball, like I said in the open. Yeah, it's interesting. I grew up in Norwood, Massachusetts, so just about 30 minutes north of here. And, you know, as I you know, got into my junior and senior year, um, you know, again, it just it was it, it became evident to me that I possibly could have an opportunity to play, uh, you know, at the next level in college baseball. So, you know, the entire process from my junior year to senior year, you know, visiting different campuses, you know, talking to different coaches and, you know, being recruited by different programs, you know, from Division One, Two, II, and Three, you know, again, just kind of sitting down with my parents, we sort of, you know, we looked at all of the options and, you know, quite frankly, my dad was like, you know, PC is probably the best option for you for not only for, for baseball, but for academics, because at the time, you know, PC had just come off a Big East championship. You know, again, Big East baseball at the time was such a, you know, really competitive, um, you know, league. So we just kind of sat down and said, all right, let's uh, – you know, let's let's make give PC a run and see and see what happens. So you get here and you had a tough freshman year. You guys weren't weren't that good. Correct. But by the time your junior year, you made it to the College World Series regionals. How what was that experience like? So you know, it's amazing. You know, the, the, just the progression. I think when I first got on campus, it was just like you know, wide eyed, like I can't believe you know the, this is actually happening. You know, playing with you know Lou Merloni and then. You know, like seeing, you know, seeing, because, again, I had followed PC baseball from, you know, basically my entire senior year. So, you know, Earl Smith, all these guys that I kind of saw on the program, I would come to games, but then to actually be playing with a lot of them. And then, you know, I mentioned Lou, like Lou is probably the best baseball player I've ever, I've ever played with. And then, you know, to see him, you know, progress in his career and just knowing that I had spent that time with him and, you know, again, the whole, the whole experience was just, you know, sort of out-of-body experience most of the time. You know, I think I, I think I played with a total of, you know, two guys that ended up playing, like having long Major League Baseball careers, which, you know, when people ask me about, you know, Providence College Baseball, you know, rest in peace, that, you know, now that it's uh, defunct, a whole other conversation. But, you know, to have a cold-weather school and to have, you know, produce that many successful players is a rarity. So... Um, again, the whole the whole experience was phenomenal. It's something that obviously I've, I've never forgotten. Did you cross paths with Johnny Mack? I did. Yeah, okay. Johnny Mack was yep. another another uh, player I played with, and again, another tremendous long career. Yep. Um, again, another you know f- f- tremendous talent on the baseball field. Just really unassuming guy, great guy, but you know it was amazing to see. Him Man, we all this. got we all got to see him a lot, being Red Sox and uh, Yankee fans in this part of the country yeah, when great. he was with the Blue Jays. Yeah, it was and, great. It was great. AL East, you know, between yeah. Lou and, and, and Johnny Mack. It was, um, you know, again, it's been it's been fun to kind of watch those guys. And now Lou being the, the new voice of the Red Sox. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Lou's, Lou's made a, a, a name for himself. So it's funny. So when I uh, when I played at uh, Norwood High, we played in the league called the Bay State League. And Lou, again, we were four, three years apart. He, um, he played at Framingham. So, again, I was familiar with him just through high school. But then when I got here, I really got to see Lou as – you know the superstar, and I just knew immediately, like well, this guy's this guy's going places. And same thing with Johnny Mack. I mean, he was like a vacuum in the infield, and you just knew, like, all right, this guy, this guy's special. Like, so, something's going to happen here. So you, you 
played baseball, but you also got a degree in marketing. Mm-hmm. What led you to want to do marketing here at PC? You know, honestly, I have to say, like, I was when I was going through my college application with my parents, and my mother was helping me. And she was like, "You know, what do you, what do you want to do when you when you go to PC?" And I said, "Well, I want to play baseball." So she's like, "No, you have to like you have to like pick a major." So she's like, "You know what? Marketing looks marketing looks like it would be good for you." So I'm like, "Okay, marketing marketing sounds like uh, yeah, it, it's the way to go." And honestly, it's like it's funny when I look. You know, w- you know where I am now with with our brand and in my business, and I kind of think back to, you know, those those days in high school when I was trying to just decide what I wanted to do, and then eventually when I got here, that's just how my brain has always worked. So I I, I think it was clear that, you know, that was the right choice for me. So you graduated '96. Mm-hmm. What did you do when you first got out? So right at, right out of college, I, I worked at a job in Boston, just you know, just sort of something to have, nothing that I ever saw as like a career uh, type of deal, and, and you know, was ended up working at a hotel. Um, but then two years after I graduated, ended up moving to California for two years. So I had a friend, another another PC alum, who he, you know he was living in Pennsylvania, living at home, and he said, you know what, hey, what, you know, why don't we? Uh, we were both living at home at the time, and you know, both were single, and we were just kind of like didn't know what we were wanted to do in our lives. So we had another friend uh, who lived out in California. So we kind of talked and said, hey, let's move cross country with uh, no plan, no money, but we'll see if we can make it work. So uh, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit to the 03, 04 area. I think mm-hmm. you know where I'm going now. Yeah. Um, you're out with a bunch of buddies playing golf. Yep. Um, and this idea for Swing Juice came out. Yeah. Came up. Can you give us a little background on on how that started. Sure. So, you know, like you said, 2003, 2004. So at that point, I had moved back to back home. Uh, I was living in Boston at the time, you know, working in real estate. And again, this is sort of where my marketing head was, you know. So at the time, you know, I was you know, really started to get to, into playing golf. And I'd always been sort of a workout nut. But I, um, I was fascinated by the rise of these energy drinks that were out there. You know, again, Red Bull at the time was, you know, just sort of doing all these great and crazy things from a marketing standpoint. Gorilla marketing I thought was cool. Uh, Vitamin and water, same thing. Vitamin and water was really, you know, at the time they were independent, but they were just doing a lot of cool things on on the marketing side. And then there was a lot of other drinks that were just, you know, kind of trying to follow their lead. So I thought, wow, that's kind of an interesting space. So, so the, I was scheduled to play golf with a friend of mine, a bunch of friends of mine. Um, my buddy called me the Friday night before we were supposed to play on a Saturday morning. He's like, "Hey, you know, we we have an early tea time. It's gonna, it's like a six thirty tea time." I'm like, "Wow, it's like super early." <laughs> and he's like, "Ah, oh, no, no, no worries. We'll uh, we'll just drink our swing juice and we'll be ready to go." And I was like, "Huh, that's that's an interesting name." And again, it was just odd that I was thinking about energy drinks. I was just like kind of watching that space you know, as a consumer and just, and as a marketer in my head, like I thought that was pretty fascinating. Then, you know, I just said, all right, well, Swing Juice is kind of a cool name for maybe a golf energy drink because I was obsessed with golf at that time. That's when I first became obsessed with golf and it obviously has continued for, you know, every day since then. <laughs> but, you know, I thought, wow, that's a cool name. So let me, we ended up playing golf the next morning. I came back and it was literally that afternoon when I got back I just started searching, like, if anybody owns the name Swing Juice, if anybody owns the domain Swing Juice. Looked up the, um, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office website. Nobody owns Swing Juice. So I said, okay. 
let me um, let me buy all the domains. So I bought the domain name that day. I, I applied for a trademark uh, for, for Swing Juice Energy Drink at the time. And um, that's really when Swing Juice was born. So, you know, the next couple of days, I just truly became obsessive about the idea of creating this drink. But then I sat back like the Monday, you know, after I'm like, well, what am I going to do with all this? Like, I don't know how to make a drink, you know, how to make a, you know, a- anything you know, with, with this. What am I going to do with this? So that, that was sort of the beginning of, uh, you know, the, the journey until now. So like you said, it's a really tough industry. Yes. Like you've got the monsters of Coke and Pepsi. Mm-hmm. And then like you said, you had Red Bull doing cliff diving and yep. doing all these other crazy events. Um, vitamin water had 50 cent at the time as yep. one of their first That's investors. Correct, yep. Like how did you even, how could you get your foot in the door? Yeah, and, that, and that was the thing. So it's like, you know, I, I decided in my mind, I wanted to make um, an, an all natural sports energy drink. So, but again, I had no background in, in, in doing that. So it's like, you know, I'm looking at this brand idea that I have and then I'm thinking, okay, I want it to be an energy drink, but I'm like, how do you take that and get liquid in a bottle? It just, it didn't make sense to me. So for a full year, I just did, I really immersed myself in, in trying to figure out that process. You know, I, I, at the time I bought every single energy drink that was available on the market and I researched every single ingredient that was in every single one. And, you know, I, I taste tested every single one. So in my mind, I had an idea of, you know, what I wanted to go in the drink based off of what the, you know, the different ingredients did, a kind of a flavor profile that I was looking for. So I really kind of just hand wrote the, the formula for the product. I knew I wanted ginseng in there, B6, B12, niacin, vitamin D, you know, for all the different properties that it it brought to you, I wanted a lower amount of caffeine. I didn't like the way Red Bull made me feel because it had, you know, more than a cup of coffee of, of uh, caffeine uh, of a cup of coffee. But I also liked the benefit that caffeine can give you to help you with your concentration. So I took all of that, figured out the flavors, and I ended up finding a lab in Utah of all places. You know, I'd called around to labs, you know, in, in co-packers all, the, all over the country. And, you know, every time I would get the answer of either no or... Yeah, I can produce this for you, but I have to produce like ten thousand cases of your idea, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, like looking at my garage, like I can't fit <laughs> ten thousand cases of anything in there. So, I found this lab in uh, Utah that they were able to they were able to produce three cases for me. It costs more money per bottle, but at least I could get a sample and see, you know, what this was all about. So. We went through that process. They, you know, I sent them my formulas. You know, we signed an NDA, sent them my formula, um, and then basically they just converted my formula that I had written down to like a real-world scientific, you know, um, you know, something that we could actually make a product with. And then over a course of about three months, we just went back and forth. They would send me samples. You know, I would send back the feedback, and then finally we we came up with well, the product that ended up being the first you know, ever swing juice energy drink. It was, a, it was a lemonade flavor. And then, you know, from there I said, okay, well, I, they sent me blank bottles. So I was in my kitchen or in my, my office in my, my uh, apartment at the time and, you know, printing out, printing out labels on my computer, sticking them on. And then I just said, all right, well, I'm going to give it a shot. So I put a few cases in the trunk of my car and started driving around the golf courses and pitching the product. And, Got a couple of sales, so, so I just sort of developed from there. And then it just, you know, 
and then the the, the fire you know really started um, yeah I was I was listening to a podcast you were on and and the other host compared it to uh, selling mixtapes out of pretty the trunk. Much, <laughs> pretty pretty much which is ironic because you know that's part of our apparel collection now but yes hundred percent hundred percent was doing that so when did you uh, realize that it was time to Make a change and, yeah. and head towards this different angle. So, so it was about it was 2004 when the uh, official Swing Juice Energy Drink, um, you know, came on the market. And you know, from 2004 to 2013, I just basically was trying my hardest to to break the the beverage industry. So, um, you know, again, a lot of trunk uh, cases in the trunk of the car, driving to golf courses, to supermarkets, to convenience stores. You know, we ended up getting into Whole Foods, which to me was a big goal of mine, just because it showed the quality of the product. Um, you know, at the high point of, of distribution, had about 300 locations throughout New England that were that were distributing the product. I mean, we were really pretty hyper-local. Hyper um, but it was about 2012, 2013, where, you know, the beverage industry can be a really tough climb. And if you don't have either super deep pockets from an investor base or you know, a really strong distributor partner, it's impossible. I mean, you're fighting Coke and Pepsi in, you know, vitamin water Powerade and then, you know, um, Gatorade, obviously, Red Bull. I mean, you know, I, I remember one time I was, I was trying to produce some product before the summer. So the summer was, was obviously our busiest time. And I remember, I, you know, we were kind of close to, to get product delivered on shelves for uh, Memorial Day. And I remember my co-packer, he called me at the time, and he's like, hey, John, i got to push your distribution back two weeks. And I'm like, two weeks? Like, then, then that brings us into June, and then we're sort of missing a window. He's like, listen, i got vitamin water coming in. They have a last-minute run that they, they have to do. I have to push you back. He's like, listen. He's like, John, vitamin water will spill more, more product in an hour than you will produce for the next five years. So that's when I was kind of like, okay, <laughs> I'm like up against, you know, the, the, the big boys. So... But during that time, it, you know, we had we had a good amount of golf courses. That golf was always the base of, of the brand. That's how it started, and that's really who our customer base was, especially in golf courses. You know, so I you know, I could see the writing on the wall that the beverage wasn't necessarily going to take off the way I wanted it to. But I knew that you know, golf and sports and lifestyle was just something I wanted to try to continue with in whatever shape or form. So you know, again, when you think back to 2013. 2000, 2012, 13, and 14, you know, social media was just really starting to become like an everyday part of, 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 of you know, people's lives. And I said, all right, well, I got the beverage, but this, that's not really going to work out. I, I have this brand that is focused on golf, and I think that could work out. People are starting to really live their lives on social media, so why don't I just make a pivot and try to make some, some cool golf T-shirts? That's really how it started for me. So were you, when you were doing the drinks, were you, was that your full-time gig or were you, was that just a passion project still? It was a passion project still. So I still was working and, you know, trying to, at that, you know, at that time I had gotten married and, you know, started a family. So it was, it was still a sort of a side gig. My basement office was, was my office. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, starting in around 2012, 13, I, I, just started, again, doing research, similar to what I did with the beverage, started to do research in the apparel business. How does this work? You know, how does e-commerce work? You know, redesign the website, you know, because it wasn't uh, e-commerce friendly. And then 
decided, all right, well, I want to try to make this an e-commerce e uh, a brand. So um, basically redesigned the website between 2013 and 14, and then in February of 2014, turned the lights off on the beverage and turned the lights on on the apparel, and, you know, Swing Juice, the apparel brand, was, was born. So when you started, how many designs and, and products did you have? Started with 10 designs, so 10 graphic t-shirts, and really kind of how that started, again, was still always a golf nut, um, you know, a, a, a big fan of the game, professional game, and just, you know, I, I was kind of looking around, and, you know, sort of a little side story, I've always been sort of into fashion, you know, from a, an observer, and just like into, you know, different types of clothing, but, so I was looking at the golf industry, and I thought, there are no cool golf t-shirts. I think I, I thought I'm like it would be cool to have some cool golf t-shirts, um, and that's really how I started. And I started to put together things that I thought I thought would be cool. You know, I thought it'd be fun because it was different than what was out there. And um, yeah, started with about ten designs. And and, and I'm telling you, the, the first day, as soon as the website turned over, and I didn't tell anybody that I was doing this other than you know, my web developer at the time, a friend of mine that you know, helped me do the website. Um, I didn't tell anybody we were doing the switch, and then first day started to get orders, and I was like, okay, this this could go somewhere. And the biggest thing for me that didn't have a lot of inventory. So with beverage, you have to prepay the inventory. With this, it was in the, at least in the beginning, it was it was sort of building it as you go. And um, again, it, it became my new obsession, you know, within my obsessive years about swing juice. So back in 2014, you were one of the first companies to do this mm -hmm. type of stuff with yeah. the designer t-shirts and different designs and funny t-shirts. Yeah. Um, what do you think now separates you from all the other companies that are out there? Yeah. You know, I, I honestly think that, you know, the fact that we, A, you know, I, I believe that we, we were the first to start going down this road. But, you know, now that we've evolved, I, I do believe our product is is the best quality product out there um you know we 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 definitely now we've evolved into you know having a team you know i feel like what sets us apart is you know our customer service and our our, our, our kind of back in operation there and you know again i i think we are truly different you know when you look at our designs and you look at our product line we are different than almost anybody else in our space and I think um, that's something that we'll continue to prove out going forward. And, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited to see where, you know, where we end up with this. So what is, what is the process for a designer or how does a shirt come about? Yeah, so, uh, you know, in the very beginning, it was just really kind of me racking my brain for ideas of, you know, again, what I thought was cool. And, and now, now the process is, you know, we're really trying to, to design into seasons, you know, into, into um you know, almost like a, t a typical fashion cycle. So, you know, that process will really start. So if we're talking about like next spring, you know, that process is starting now. So we're almost like a year out. And then we have, so that's mainly for our performance, like our polos or performance quarter zips and hoodies. Um, for t-shirts, you know, we try to do the same thing, but it's also a lot of it is, is pop culture based. So if a, if a cool event happens, if a a player does something fun. We try to, you know, revolve um, a collection or a design around that as well. So, I mean, my mind is always thinking of different ideas. I mean, I have notes on my phone. I have notepads. I mean, it's kind of, I'll wake up in the middle of the night. 
an idea will pop in my head. I'll, I'll try to draft it out, and then I get together. We have a few designers that we work with, and we try to hash it out. But you know, ideas are always you know always coming. But we're trying to organize it now, where we're we're truly doing a you know a fashion drop every quarter, and then you know again, our and social media is the biggest way that we engage uh, with with our with our customers. So your headquarters now are in Pawtucket. What brought you back to Rhode Island? So it's funny. So came back to Rhode Island um, after after I was in California. Um, you know, as the story goes, moved back. You meet a girl, blah blah blah. Two kids later, you know, we ended up in in Lincoln, Rhode Island. So you know, when when I was doing you know swing juice, from, you know, transitioning from the beverage to apparel, obviously it was just me doing it. So I was doing it out of my home in Lincoln. And then, you know, in the years as uh, the, the apparel started to grow, I started to bounce around to different office spaces and, you know, finally got to a place where, you know, you, you, we just we started to really grow and scale and just needed a needed a true facility where there is you know, fulfillment, there is production. So we we more or less do everything in house in Pawtucket and. It, you know, to me, I just, it, it's the shortest commute of my, my career, which is, um, which is, is happy for, a happy place for me. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great spot to have. So when you started, were you um, contracting out with printers and, and printing on demand? And, and are you still printing on demand? Or how, how does the process yeah, so, work? So now we have uh, three different, four different printers that we work with. And, and, and you know, we, we, it's all contract-based. We don't do, we don't physically print in-house. Um, but we, we have great relationships with all our, all our printers, so it makes sense for us. And we're, we're you know, super quick turnaround. Um, you know, I think in a lot of cases, you know, especially when we're talking about our T-shirt orders, even like the high point of our business, like Tyler can speak to this. You know, we get we get orders out within a day or two. You know, and in some cases we beat you know some of the the major retailers uh, that you're out there that are that are known for their fast shipping. So, you know, it, it's great to have the you know the entire operation sort of under one roof, um, and you know makes makes it more efficient for us. You mentioned it earlier uh, about social media and mm-hmm. marketing in general. The concept of 360 degree marketing. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about your strategy with that and how that has propelled the brand? forward? Sure. Um, you know, really early on, especially um, as I started to transition more towards apparel, again, this this goes back to when, you know, Instagram was really starting to become an everyday thing other than just sort of a, you know, a goofy little app that you share pictures, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you know, I really embraced that, you know, I, I really would try to, you know, create these you know, themes around golf, obviously, because that was the basis of our brand. So, you know, memes became something that, you know, I probably was an early adopter of that as well, but I would try to, I would try to post things that would get somebody's attention to our account and then, or accounts, and then start to weave in, you know, the product. So, you know, that is, that is a strategy that has still remained, you know, something that um, has been effective to this day. It's like, you know, trying to get people to notice you. Cause you as you know, in any, in, within our space and any other space, it, it could get crowded really quickly. And, you know, consumers now, especially digital consumers, they have really, you know, a, a quick attention span. So you have to, like, grab them when you can. So, you know, between, you know, our, our social media, you know, we have our own, a whole CRM system where we have people that have, you know, uh, signed up on our mailing list and we keep constant communication uh, for that. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, just trying to keep our, our website fresh and 
um, and new. And then obviously our, our longer term strategy is to create more internal content to show, you know, who we are as a brand, what we are as a brand, and just really try to be consistent across the board. And so I can tell by, by going through the website and looking at the products, you've evolved. You started with the golf, you've moved on to baseball, mm -hmm. you've now license, baseball licensing, yep. you're doing projects with golfers for charity. Yeah. Talk about the evolution of, of where you started with just t-shirts and now you've done all these items, different types of fleeces and core yeah. zips and, and how that's the, the evolution of your brand. Yeah, it's been, you know, interesting. I, I, I talk about oh, this. I forgot. Pickleball shirts. Pickleball. Now. Pickleball is yeah. taking over the world. It, I never thought I'd say that, but it's it's true. Um, you know, it, it's, it's funny because a, a lot of this has, it's really sort of been an evolution. You know, I, you know, I think from the very beginning, I had this vision of what this brand could be. I always pictured it as a lifestyle brand. I, I think I said that to myself back, you know, years ago when I was doing the beverage. I didn't really know what that meant. But, you know, I, I do believe that we're evolving into a lifestyle brand. I think a lot of the cues and partnerships that we've received are, you know, just either from customers suggesting, suggesting, hey, you should, you should think about doing this. Or, you know, uh, or brands that are approaching us like, hey, maybe we can work together. And that's really how a lot of that has evolved. You know, Major League, uh, the MLBPA, who we, who's one of our great partners, you know, one of their reps followed us on Instagram. And they just simply DM'd us like, hey, have you guys ever thought about doing baseball? Let's get on a call. It, it, that evolved into to our, our partnership with the MLBPA. You know, same thing with uh, USGA, you know, again, through, through like back channels, like people found out who we were, they thought they liked what we saw, what they saw. Um, we've done a few trade shows and I think those are important in the marketplace because people get to try and feel and touch your product and talk to your team. And I think that you know, that's really how the USGA, uh, that we work with the US Opens for the next next several years, which, which is great. Um, but a, a lot of that really just has evolved from, tr again, trying to get ourselves out there and taking cues from, you know, again, suggestions from customers um, you know, again, trying to take advantage of partnerships that sort of present themselves. And you, you, know, you, you speak of pickleball. It's, so we did a trade show. We do the PGA merchandise show every year. Or I, I've been to it uh, 12 times at this point. I, I exhibited twice as a beverage. And this year, we just completed our second year as an apparel company. So last year, somebody came by our booth who ended up being one of our clients from our, for our golf apparel. And he said to me, you know, after, after our initial meeting, he's like, oh, you should think about getting pickleball. You should think about getting into pickleball. And I said to him, um, what's pickleball? Because I had I'd never heard of it at that point. This is literally a year ago. So he explained to me what pickleball was. How they're, they're, based, they're based in Georgia. It's big down south, apparently. But again, I'd never heard of it. So kind of dismissed it, did a little research on it. And like, oh, it looks cool, blah, blah, blah. Three months later, we were talking, um, and he's like, oh, where are the pickleball shirts? And I go, the what? He's like, remember that thing? Oh, oh, that thing you mentioned. Yeah, okay, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Again, sort of dismissed it. But from that point forward, I would say, like, it went from, like, every couple weeks to every week to almost every day I was getting a request for pickleball, whether it be somebody that was following us on social, whether it be one of our customers, or just friends that are like, you really should look into pickleball. And so I, that's when I, you know, again, started to really do research. And then I saw that, you know, LeBron bought a, a team in a league and Tom Brady and all these celebrities are buying teams and leagues. So 
I'm like, all right. Then I saw pickleball was on TV one day, and I'm like, okay, this is this is this isn't going away. So, I just put together a quick little pickleball section, uh, selection for t-shirt graphic t-shirts, and from day one, it, it, it has taken off to now where we're really starting to develop a a pickleball line, but we're we're starting to work with like pickleball partners, people that have pickleball facilities, you know, pickleball restaurants. It, it's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. How much <laughs> that sport has exploded. But it work. It works with our brands. You know, swing juice. You can connotate that to pickleball. So, yeah, I, the swing still works. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you also seem like you're flexible in product types because mm-hmm. I noticed also during the during the pandemic, which we're still kind of in. Yeah. Um, you guys had a line of masks as well. Yeah. So, is that keeping that flexibility? Is that a, a absolutely? Strategy? You know, we you know we do have a, a relatively small team at the, at this point. Um, even though we're growing, exp- growing and expanding, and, and we're nimble. You know, we don't have to really deal with any you know red tape from a corporate standpoint. So, if we you know if we decide we want to go after a product that makes sense, we can we can quickly turn that around. And usually, it's, it'll start as a test, and if, if a test goes great, then we'll expand it. If a test goes poorly, we'll We'll get rid of it, but um, yeah, that's a great example. I mean, it's something that you know we definitely um, can make moves on on product lines or categories that we think makes sense. Give it a test if it works. All right, we we run with it. So it, it's definitely part of the you know the the ecosystem that we're that we're that we're working with under. So being here at Providence College and ha- having a team in the big e- teams in the Big East mm-hmm. and uh, the new Wild Wild West is NIL. Correct. Has there been conversations at Swing Juice about capitalizing yes. on NIL? A- absolutely. So it- it's interesting. We've you know when when NIL first came on the scene, um, it, you know it, it, I mean, it's it's the Wild Wild West now. Back then it was you know it, it was just a, free, a total free for all. So we, we just kind of quickly developed a program to, again, athletes were reaching out to us from all different, you know, universities and, and colleges and all different sports. And, you know, we put together deals with individual athletes to try to become ambassadors of the brand. And, you know, it really has been like an eye-opening experience, you know. And, you know, again, just, you know, full disclosure, we're in current talks with uh, a possible opportunity here here at PC, which would make me, you know, beyond excited and hope, hope it all works out. But it, it really is an interesting uh, landscape, and I think it's truly changed college athletics, I mean, for a lot of different reasons. But I, I, do, I do think it's great. You know, I do think there are, you know, from, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize, like, when, you're, when you play, you know, college athletics, regardless of the sport, regardless of the level, it is a full-time job. And you're spending a lot of time practicing your sport, you know, spending time, you know, away from what your normal, you know, college activity would be. And, you know, again, especially when you talk about the larger schools and universities, you know, the larger schools and universities are the larger sports. And, and I'm, I'm mainly thinking of, you know, that, you know, the, 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 the football programs of, of the South, you know, those are obviously like top tier, same thing with like, you know, any, any top tier sport and any university, I mean, there's, you know, the, the, this, the colleges get compensated pretty, pretty heavily. And I think the athletes, you know, play a big part in that. So it's, it's, I, I personally, I think it's good to see that that's evolved and I'm sure it'll, they'll get some more regulations on it. I mean, there is, you see some crazy deals at some of these, 
you know, 17, 18 year old, 20 yeah, quarterbacks you know, 19, down south. Yeah, it just you know, yeah. Uh, I don't think. A, I'm sure you would have loved a uh, little Golden Cross deal lo- when you were here. It, loved it, a Ronzio deal would have yeah, been right? great. You know, <laughs> it would have been phenomenal uh, having Ronzio every single week. Um, but yeah, no. So it, it's it's fascinating, and, and you know, as like everything else, it's evolving. So um, yeah, we'll see where it all ends up. So do you? have any advice for young entrepreneurs obviously this is the providence college podcast and Mm -hmm. we've got 3800 kids out walking around around us Uh, what advice would you have for for young entrepreneurs who are trying to get in you know i i think for me it you know it it truly became something that was obsessive to me so if you have an idea that you're really if if you can't stop thinking about it start working towards it you may not have all the answers of what what the end result will be. But if you worked every day towards your goal and whatever that is, um, you know, I, I think eventually if, if you, if it is something that is really passionate, you know, uh, to you and it's something you have a you know, real strong sense of it's something you want to do, like, don't be afraid to go. There are so many, so it's, there are so many more opportunities out there than you realize. And even if the, the thing that is, you know, the, the, the most passionate or the thing you're most passionate about, even if that doesn't work out, you, you know, you could get an opportunity somewhere around that, you know, that, that could, that could end up being the thing that, that breaks you through and, you know, just network, network, network. I mean, that was, that was one of the things that did early on. I just, you know, I had, I knew the idea that I was going for, I knew the category and the, in the space that I wanted to be in. And I just, I just really focused in on that and I tried to meet as many people in that space as possible. And that really, you know, it's, it sounds like a thing that, you know, it's almost like a throwaway network, networking. But, you know, in a, in a lot of cases and a lot of a lot of different um, industries and a lot of different avenues, it truly is about who you know and not what you know. So, you know, get yourself out there and really, you know, focus, you know, really drill down on what it is you think you want. Start working towards that. And then try to meet as many people within that space that you could possibly meet. And who knows? You may get a great opportunity that comes out of it. I have to admit, I probably screwed up on this podcast because this should have been done out on the golf course. We, we, we still probably do that. should have just recorded a, a conversation. It's actually not bad. While out. we played, it's not bad out. Well, so, and I guess Friday it's supposed to be really warm. It's supposed to be nice on Friday. So my suggestion is we do a part two. All right. We have a new collection that's dropping in, in, in this over this next month, so that kind of coincides with the great good weather of the golf season. So maybe we do part two on the golf course. And I like I'll it. Test it out. We'll do I a like little. It. We'll do a little uh, little test kitchen type of there thing. There we go. My you know? my son, my, both my sons, they watch golf on YouTube every day, yeah. every morning. They're watching yeah. some either a mini golf YouTube channel mm-hmm. or an actual golf YouTube channel. That is fanta- obsessed. That's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. And you know, it's like. When I think of just sort of the evolution of how I've had with Swing Juice and, you know, how consumers have reacted to the brand, your example right there is, you know, that's the next evolution. Like we're, you know, we're deep in the process of trying to create some content for for that generation that does not watch TV. They'll never watch watch the PGA Tour other than highlights, but they'll watch just... I must have the exception clips. to the rule. Thanks no, 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 believe me. I, I watch Thanks it every week. No, like my son was, my son will go, can we turn on the golf on ESPN Plus? Yeah. Can we watch the featured group? Yeah. Caleb, I don't even know who those guys are yeah. in the featured See, group. He, my kind of people. All right, man. <laughs> so we got Waste Management coming up this weekend. Yes. We're recording on the Wednesday before this comes out. Yep. So we'll, we've got the, the 16th hole in the, the stadium oh, yeah. hole. 
it's, it's always uh, a fun time watching that one. You know, on top of that, you got Super Bowl weekend at about yep. 15 minutes away. So I thought I, you would have made an excuse to try and uh, take a business trip. Yeah, it's, you know, I've had the opportunity to go the last several years, and every time I see the crowds, I'm like, do I really want to be in the middle of that? It always going to crazy. A good point. <laughs> and then this week, you know, just friends, the I, have, Bowl, friends yeah. I have that are out in Phoenix, they're like, stay away. Yeah. It is just the, the crowds are crazy. The traffic's crazy. It's wild. I mean, granted, it's a lot of fun if you – you know, you're you're able to get to some of the some of the cool events uh, yeah. surrounding both, but yeah, it's mayhem out it's there. Like, but it's fun. It's fun for golf. Like I, yeah. I love watching it on TV. I mean, it's a uh, it's just it's a yeah. Trip if you to if see you live game. out there, that's the uh, Airbnb for a weekend. It is. That's what <laughs> rent they, your house out like the Augusta that, residence and, and get out. That's what they've all said. They that's the week they plan their vacation mm-hmm. to get out of town because um, it's just it's just total mayhem. But yeah, you know that's a that's a great thing for the sport. Um, you know, it's like, again, any time that, you know, for me at least, you know, any time that you can bring golf to, like, a mainstream uh, viewing, um, you know, that's only going to help uh, continue to, you know, quote-unquote grow the game. All right. Uh, this is a quick one. What is your handicap? So I, I always describe my handicap is, uh, as from before I had kids <laughs> to oh, man, I know that. now, right? So – before I had kids, my, the lowest I got my handicap to was a nine. And I was literally trending towards a seven. Had my first child, didn't touch clubs for a full year. Had my second child. So now my handicap hovers somewhere between probably 15 and 18. You know, but I, yeah. I, I hardly we're play right anymore. The, we're right around the same. You know, uh, I, I just the same reasoning too. Yeah, right, exactly. So. We used to have a golf league here that played down that played at Triggs every Wednesday yeah. afternoon, and then once we had kid, once I had a kid, it was like, oh, yeah. can I spend three hours playing nine holes at Triggs right. because it's the slowest walk you've ever had? Right, right. And then another two hours having dinner with with buddies. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's an event. Um, yeah. But now I just anytime I can get out, I, I love to get out. I just love being out there. I don't even, I don't even worry about what I shoot. I just want to be out there playing, hitting the balls, and you know, just just having a, having a good time. What's a what is a typical day like for you? So t- you know, typically, um, you know, mor- morning. Like I said, I have two kids, more two young kids. So mornings are usually you know getting them off to school, and then you know once I get to the office, it's you know kind of meeting with the team a little bit and then usually I'm on calls for most of the, the, the day um, whether it be you know design calls or potential partner calls or distribution calls but a lot of the time it's it, it's it's being on calls and then you know when I leave the office it, it really kind of continues at home you know granted you know I'm doing stuff with the kids but I'm just I'm always connected, you know, which you know is, has it's a blessing and a curse, you know. It's just for me, it's like a seven day a week thing. I just don't ever turn it off. Which, again, it can be good, can be bad, but I just I don't know. It's just how my brain is wired, and like I had mentioned several times, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I love it, so it just doesn't it doesn't seem like I'm working, but you know, I I, I truly love it. And I just I'm excited to see. You know where all this can uh, where all this can go. You haven't put the simulator in the office yet. Not yet. It's trust me. I have <laughs> priced them out. I have researched them. I've I've yep. hidden some. So we were in the, the the PGA show last week or two weeks ago, and you know again it's like it's like golf heaven. It's like a, a, a true golf industry show. But you know you see all the simulator companies and 
you know, all these vir- all these virtual putting companies now they'll build like a almost like a putt putt in your in your yep. wherever you want to put it, but it's got you know all the measurements and the lasers to show you where you're supposed to hit your putt. So it's it's on it's on the the holiday wish list for for some <laughs> for some point in time. So uh, I think that's all I have for you today. We may have to pick this up in a part two sometime. Listen, we're gonna we'll pick this up in a golf course. Right. I, I like that idea. But uh, yeah, thank you for having me. This is great. I mean, I, I, anytime I get a chance to come back on campus, I love it. It's amazing how much it's grown, how beautiful it is now, and um, yeah, I'm excited to get back. So you know, maybe we can get over to uh, we can go to Triggs, or we can we can find another spot where we can we can play. I like it. I like it. Let's give one last plug for Swing Juice yeah. if you can. So Swing Juice, you can find us um, at swingjuice.com. That's uh, that's our website where you find you know all of our or the great things that we're doing from uh, an apparel standpoint, from golf to baseball to pickleball, and you know soon to be other sports. On social media, you can find us. All of our channels are at Swing Juice. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok, you you uh, you name it. It's at Swing Juice and. Uh, you can find me personally. Um, I'm the Swing Juice guy on on Instagram and, and Twitter. So uh, yeah, give us a follow. Check it out. Reach out. We'd love to uh, love to see new faces. And I got to give a product shout out for one shirt that I saw for us people in around our I don't know 35 to 50 in that range. Yep. That new Happy Gilmore shirt that's out. Yes, that's a it, it's that, a classic. That's instant, a banger right in, there. Instant, instant classic. Instant classic. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, that's you know along the lines of what we try to do. Just put out some fun, you know, fun gear. That especially I'm I'm a big like nostalgia retro type of guy. So every everything we put out, I try to put some sort of a retro nostalgic spin to kind of make you think back to to to, to happy times. So well, and I, I will that. say I uh, I told my my ten year old who I was interviewing today. Well, he's nine. He'll be ten. Mm-hmm. Um, who I was interviewing, I showed him the the youth section on the website yeah. and I didn't have to scroll far. He saw the Tatis one and his jaw just dropped. All right. Perfect. He loved Perfect. it. Perfect. Hey, we got to start him young. That's yep. our, that's always our, our motto. So golf and baseball for my yep. kids. We're, we're all set. Beautiful. You're, you're, you're one of our own. So welcome, welcome to the family. Thank you. And thanks for coming in. Yeah, Chris, thank you so much. This has been great. And um, like I said, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do part two on the golf course. So looking forward to that. And as a thank you to our listeners and Friar family members everywhere, John and Swing Juice are taking part in our Friar Shop Friars program. Just visit swingjuice.com and use the code GOFRIERS25, all one word, it is not case sensitive, to enjoy 25% off the huge selection of products we talked about in today's podcast. That's swingjuice.com, code GOFRIERS25, for 25% off everything you heard about today. You can also visit the other Friar-owned businesses that are taking part in Friars Shop Friars by visiting alumni.providence.edu slash friars-shop-friars. A link will be in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Providence College Podcast. Episodes are released every Monday on all podcast platforms, including smart speakers. Please email podcast at providence.edu with show suggestions. And thanks again for listening. Go Friars!